Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. Guys, I am so excited for y'all to hear from Meredith Fletcher today. Um, I have known Meredith for several years now. I've had her as a nutrition coach. Um, She's come with us to Magnolia, uh, Spring of the Silos or Silo, I think it was Silobration. And we've crashed at her house and we've just gotten to invest in each other's lives. And, mm-hmm. um, today I'm just excited that we're going to talk about praying for healing. So Meredith, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Of course. I'm so excited. I have been looking forward to this conversation and just getting to hang and, um, talk about health and healing. Yes. You know, we love this and we'll try mm-hmm. to not trail off too much for our listeners. Um, <laughs> just since this isn't over Voxer, but, um, yes, tell our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I live in Houston, Texas, and I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, um, as well as a restorative wellness, um, practitioner. And so I, um, have my own business seeing clients one-on-one. Um, and what we do is we work foundationally, I use a food first approach, um, to help initiate alignment in their body, um, and whatever they are looking for a lot of gut health and a lot of hormones is where I hang out most of the time. Um, and then we do some lab testing, some gut testing, blood work, all of that. We use all the pieces that we can to investigate, um, where potential stress is in the body. Um, and then we look at maybe potential influencing factors. Um, and then we come up with a plan for healing and we invite Jesus into that. And we invite um, the spiritual part of ourselves and our journey into a whole body, holistic moment of forward movement towards healing and alignment. Um, and so that's kind of what I do professionally. And then Personally, um, I have been married for almost two years. We have a nine-month-old, so that's ex- exciting. <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of what we do. That's what we spend our time doing. Yes, yes. And um, I know you mentioned it about inviting Jesus in, but you really do. And mm-hmm. I just know even times when I would box about feeling frustrated with something, there was always that like just getting to the the root spiritual aspect of it because everything is tied together. So yeah, yeah, I'm just excited to talk about all this today. Um, Yeah. I love it. But yeah, let's start with, just tell us a little bit about your prayer routine right now and, you know, use the word routine loosely. Uh, What what does prayer look like for you right now? (laughs) Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, I have a nine month old. And so it looks differently than it looked nine months ago. (laughs) Um, which I'm sure several people can relate to that. Um, I, I talk to my husband about this often. We have, we have like categories of prayer. We call it the think praying and then pray praying. And so I think praying is to us, um, where we are constantly thinking about what's going on in our lives and how that intertwines with, um, Jesus and surrendering and giving things to him. And, you know, while we're doing the dishes or whatever, as the day is going on, um, and you kind of think about, okay, I want to pray about this, but it's not actually like being super intentional. Um, and then you've got like the pray, pray where it's like, no, I'm, I'm going to stop and I am going to be still and quiet and, give, give the Lord, whatever it is that I've been think praying, you know, very intentionally, and then also allow him the space to speak into that. And so as far as, um, that's just kind of how we talk about it and how we, um, differentiate the two, because we'll talk about, have we prayed about this? You know, have we been intentional about this? And so to answer the question about routine, I feel like I'm think praying all the time because I'm like, this is happening, 
you know, Jesus take care of this, or I give you this or help this person or bring healing in this way. Um, and then as far as like pray, praying, being intentional, it's as many times in the day as I can potentially have that. So in the mornings before Witten wakes up, um, over coffee or, um, hot lemon water, which has been more normal recently, um, when Witten's asleep at night. And then, um, I love getting out a journal and journaling bullet points and thoughts about here's what's going on. Um, and that is what it looks like. It's an, it's an all day thought mostly. Um, and then very intentional just as I can with the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I was actually, um, when I was talking to somebody earlier about this, it's, it's like that you have developed probably a habit, um, or a routine of spending, like sitting down and spending time with God that has allowed yeah. for this more on the go relationship, you know, right. like if we try to jump into that without having that foundation, it'd be hard. But for you, it's like, cause I think sometimes when people talk about it, it probably to some people, it might sound hard to understand, like, how do you just naturally go to that? But right. it, you have that established that. And it's, I just think it's so cool to get to a place and I hope people will be encouraged hearing that, knowing that that's possible. If it feels like it's not impossible right now, cause, cause it is beautiful that you can just, I just love the way you called that the, uh, the think, pray and, uh, pray, pray. I think that's, that's a cool way to say that. And mm-hmm. I'll be at the third wheel and, and chat about that with y'all too. Yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, let's talk about health and prayer. Um, I, like I said, I remember some of our earlier conversations just being super impressed with how you not only had like this expertise as a nutritionist, but you also focused on the spiritual nature of health as well. And, um, I mean, I feel like today that people just, everybody's struggling with something health related, whether it's, you know, long COVID or just, yeah, like just what we're, what our food looks like now or everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would love to hear, how do you see our spiritual life and our physical health relating to each other? Yeah. So this question is, it's so good. It's so important. Um, because to me, they're, they're inner, they're, you cannot separate them when one is off, the other one's impacted. And it's the way God created our innermost being. Um, you know, cause if you think about, if you are struggling with something health related, or if you're striving really hard to reach a potential or certain focused health goal, and you're struggling to get there, whether it's, you know, something physically prohibiting that, or just not having the knowledge or information of what to do, um, it can impact your daily function, right? It can impact how well you sleep, which plays into how well, how much energy you have in the day and how you are able to fuel your body and all of that. And, um, I've noticed, um, in different seasons when the, the worse you feel, um, the harder it is to be alert when you are pray, praying, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. or think praying. Um, and the, and the reverse having the spiritual moments where they're impacted or they look differently than normal, um, can also play a part in your physical response. Um, and so they both, they just, they impact each other deeply. They're connected deeply. The mind, the brain is connected to the gut. We could talk about the science of that. I could talk about that all day long. Um, but it's just who we are. It's how we were made. Um, and outside of that, stepping into a zone of stress and how we give that to the Lord and, or how we don't, you know, how do we allow that stress to impact our nervous system, our lymphatic system, our gut environment, how does all of that play a part? Um, you know, living in the state of stress or anxiety where it's like, Hey, 
here, I'm going to give the Lord this much, or I'm going to give him all of it or whatever that looks like. And it could look differently for the same person in different seasons based on bandwidth and capacity and all this stuff. But whatever that looks like, the, the more we hang on to things, um, and the less we offer them to the Lord, the more that our body physically reacts and the more that it kind of puts up a block from healing and alignment more so than I think we are able to even give credit to. And the more that I study this and the more that I look into this and learn and all of that, it's just, it's impossible to separate the two and showing up for yourself, for your life, for your ministry depends on how well you're taking care of yourself. Meredith, I think you said that so well. And, um, yeah, I, I always love hearing everything you have to say, connecting these two things together. And I wish we could go more in depth on the gut, gut health and everything like that connected to the brain. Cause I do think, um, we just, we don't, um, we don't realize how connected that is. And I know yeah. I think you opened up some, some doors for me whenever we were talking about my stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you want to share maybe like a short version of that, I know it. I know it is like a whole topic, but I, I do think it's pretty fascinating to hear. Yeah. So a little short excerpt about the brain and the gut. Yeah. 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 So the, I could, like I said, I could talk about this forever. Um, high level, um, the neurotransmitters from the, the brain to the gut are all connected, um, and intertwined with the digestive tract from top to bottom. And so whenever you feel anxious before a meeting or, um, you know, just really nervous, excited before first day or whatever it is that you're experiencing and you kind of feel butterflies in your stomach or you feel, um, just you feel it in your gut, it's because those neurotransmitters are actually responding um, and interacting with the GI tract, kind of wrapping themselves around, clenching, unclenching, that kind of thing. Um, and your serotonin and dopamine is produced in the gut. Those are your, we call them our happy hormones. And so whenever the gut is experiencing something, the happy hormones are either, they're going to respond accordingly. So if you're taking care of yourself, then the serotonin and the dopamine have room to, um, produce appropriately and then, um, appropriately be transmitted up to the brain, um, which enhances mood, enhances, um, life, daily activity. If your gut health is poor or you're really stressed out or all of that, then those neurotransmitters kind of grip your GI tract, mm-hmm. um, and block that serotonin, block all those happy hormones from, doing what they need to do in the brain so that you can experience life to the fullest. And I think that that's also going back to other conversation about the spirituality part of it, the spirituality piece of it. God offered us abundant life. He said, here it is, take it. I'm giving you everything possible. Um, and our job is to receive it in the capacity at which we can. And so we can do that in two ways, you know, um, we can respond when it comes to like physically responding, we can say, yes, I want in on that and just kind of, you know, live with certain physical ailments or not, or we can say, yes, I want in on that. I want to know how to fuel my body so that I don't miss anything so that the, the neurotransmitters and the gut and all of this, which sounds like big and complicated and scary and probably because I I'm familiar with these words. Um, but it's not, you know, um, it's definitely something that everyone has the capacity to, um, to, to learn and to adopt and, even simple things, um, simple ways of eating. It doesn't have to be complicated and you don't have to have a million supplements to be, you know, X, Y, Z. You don't have to have all the organic expensive, you know, foods and, and whatever else it can be simple. And we can, you know, I could also talk about that. We could talk about that, um, in some capacity too, but doing what we can to keep the pathways clear and taking care of our gut, taking care of our GI, taking care of our hormones, all of that. Cause they're directly impacted when one is off, 
gut and brain, then the other one is off as well because they're, they're connected by a path of those neurotransmitters. So yeah, I know that that's a lot. (laughs) No. So, okay. So (laughs) connect with that. How does prayer fit into that? And I know that's a big question. Yeah, it is a big question, but it's beautiful because it it can be, it can feel complicated. It can feel big. It could feel, there's so much information out there. There's so much out there. And so what I like to teach my clients and what I like to teach the people in my life is um, to not forget your bio-individual makeup. Everyone is different. Every need is different. Every um, nutrient capacity is different. Your environment that influences your health decisions, they're all different. Um, And so it can be really overwhelming and tempting to look at all this stuff out there and like think about, I got to do all of these things in order to live abundantly and be perfect and do everything that everyone else is doing. And that's the temptation, right? Um, But the truth is, Let's learn what our bodies need, whether that's, you know, doing some work on your own, whether that's finding someone to bounce ideas off of, finding someone to work with, and then praying for healing and body alignment um, through fueling your body the best that you can and asking the Lord to bring that alignment. I had a nutritionist personally about 12 years ago. And at the end of that, at the end of our initial, like first few meetings together, um, he prayed over my body and he prayed healing and alignment. And that's never left me. It's always stuck with me. Um, and praying that, that I would have a full understanding that God created my body to know how to heal itself. And my body is more resilient than I would give it credit for. Um, And I think just with so many influencing factors outside of ourselves, it's just easy to be overwhelmed. But I think making it simple, pulling back the layers of feeling like we need to do so many things, making it simple, going back to the the foundations of health, which is, you know, eating um, pure, eating clean eating, um, whole foods, nutrient dense, whole foods that fuel the body and focusing on proper healing, digestive techniques, which is slowing down, um, chewing food slowly, all of these things. Like it, it seems like it should be more complicated, but it's not. And that's what I like to tell everyone. It is not that as overwhelming as it feels. So pulling that back, doing the work that you can do simply and inviting the Lord into that, trusting that he created your body to know how to heal itself and trusting that you will do the work that you need to do to have the knowledge to bring that healing and to initiate alignment, but ultimately doing everything that you can and putting everything else into the Lord's hands and trusting, trusting your body and trusting him and trusting that we also at the same time live in a fallen world. And so I think that that can too be something, a different theological conversation. You know, it's a both and like, yes, I can trust you, Lord. I can trust you with this. And I can actually have full confidence that I can invite you into this and pray over this and pray with you and pray, pray about this and think, pray about this um, and do everything that I can. And ultimately, you know, you have, you have this place to bring that. And I trust that. Yeah. Okay. So I want to expand on a few things that you said. Yeah. Um, so I remember at one point, um, getting really psyched up on praying, like maybe we had talked about how the body works or or how it's supposed to function and maybe whatever it was that was off on me. Um, and I think I wrote down specifics in my journal of, Mm -hmm. Pray that, you know, like this reaches this part of, and I can't even think of them right now. I just remember thinking that it was exciting to pray for very specific things for Mm -hmm. how my body would work because it was, it was just exciting to be praying for things that are like 
this is how God designed it. And so it wasn't just like, Lord, heal my body. It was right. Lord, get this aspect to work the way you created it. Cause you're reminding yourself that he is the one who made it. Yes. And there's something really hopeful about that. And we're going to talk in a second about like, you know, when things don't get healed and stuff like that. But, um, I just, I do think that you expand on that if you want to, but I do remember feeling like that's like a really, if you've been praying for healing for something for a really long time, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm in that situation right now that yeah. will re-energize you and help you to, um, speak life over your body, but in a, in a very real scientific way, like you're, you know, like it, it is a rational thing as well. So anyway, feel free to expand. Yeah, on no, I love that too, because it does give Jesus that place. Um, even if we know it deep down, I think acknowledging that and saying out loud, um, I trust you, Lord, um, you are still good if, and when the outcome is, X, Y, Z. Here's what I think the outcome should be as far as healing. Here's what I think it should be. And here's what I think will bring the most freedom. However, you see more than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know you better in the moments where you answer prayer the way that is best for me. And if I, if it, if it's not what I thought or what I originally think, um, help me to be open to seeing you move and to see you answer prayers that aren't differently. But this is what I think. So I'm going to ask because this is what I feel like is the best. So that's what I'm going to ask for. But I'm also going to be open if it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think giving him that place of, I've done this you know, specific test. I can see I don't have enough stomach acid. I can see that... Um, my liver gallbladder needs support. I can see that there's some, there's parts in the digestive pathways that are burdened and we need to kind of open up those detoxification pathways. Like you can do that with and without testing, but let's say, you know, you, you know what those, you know what that is. And so you can ask the Lord specifically, Mm -hmm. um, like my, my body needs that stomach acid that it was designed to create on its own and through life and stress and caffeine and sugar and X, Y, Z. Um, it's, it's not there to the capacity at which it needs to be there to break down foods. So let's pray, Lord, help my body to increase stomach acid, you know, um, help my body to, you know, X, Y, Z let's focus on the liver gallbladder. Like I'm going to pray for these specific supportive digesting organs so that you know, we have the knowledge to pray specifically for that in addition to, because I do also think that there's value in, you know, praying over your body and praying for alignment because you may not always know specifically which organ to pray for. Right. But if you do, like there is power in that. Um, and, and you're that's where able it's to, like, you're able to give God glory for something that maybe otherwise you would, you'd go get your blood work done again. And you're like, Oh, my numbers are better. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and you attribute it to the numbers or your right. diet or whatever. And you know, God uses all those things. Right. How much cooler if we say I was literally praying for my, you know, hormone number THCSH or whatever it is right, or yeah. down or up or whatever it's supposed to do. And you see that result and you know, I prayed for that. I covered right. that in prayer and right. there's no, what, I mean, I just feel like it's so easy for us to be like, oh, I was praying for this, but I mean, my numbers just changed. So it's fine now. I don't need it. <laughs> it's like, right. well, you know, you, you prayed for it, but yeah, I just think that's being Giving specific. Giving praise for that. Yeah. A really cool. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Approach it. So how do we, um, how do we keep our desires for health in balance and not let it become an idol? Because I, I have, um, I feel like I have been tripped up by this in the past and just felt like, where is the, the, the thin line of sanity where you're not obsessed with your health mm-hmm. every single day, but you are, you're also not foolishly, um, just damaging the bo- one body that God gave you. Right. So yeah. Any advice on that? Yeah. I, I think initially my mind goes to the same way anything else could become an idol, this could become an idol. Yeah. And so how do we, how do we keep that in check? You know, um, how do we keep those boundaries healthy within ourselves and 
within within ourselves and then within our relationship with the Lord, how do we keep those boundaries to where they should be? Right. Um, mm-hmm. and for everybody that could look different, right. Cause everybody's bandwidth and capacity is, is different. Um, and so I think once you realize that there's something that's out of balance or it is becoming that way or kind of trending that direction, that's where it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's rein this in as, as the same way that you would any, anything else that could potentially become an idol. Um, invite God into that, invite God into that specific, aside from praying for healing over your body, aside from praying, um, these desires pray for the, uh, like a very separate compartmentalized almost, Hey Lord, I feel myself trending in this direction. I need help. I, I need your grace. I need, I, I don't know how to, you know, maybe control this myself, bring the Lord into that. And then invite people into that and into that with you invite people into this thought process, the trending in a direction that you feel may not be ideal. Um, and then in the case of health, you know, inviting your practitioners into it and getting, getting advice physically and then, and then bringing those that are close to you into it. And then, um, honestly, outside of that it is, do you, are you looking at it holistically in the sense of, yes, we trust you, Lord. Yes, we trust you. We believe you. We know that you can bring healing, but do I, am I trusting you? Um, am I putting a timeline on myself mm-hmm. that is appropriate or do I feel like I'm doing this because, uh, you know, X, Y, Z, you got to examine motives, examine the work that you're doing within yourself, examine the help that you're letting in. And I think all of those influencing factors of, again, going back to an earlier discussion of doing everything that you possibly can. And then at some point surrendering, um, and while you're continuing to work toward that goal, but, but at some point it's, Hey, this is, this is actually beyond my capacity. Um, and so I don't know, that's, it's so individual that Mm -hmm. way as well, just, you know, because it can happen and look differently for everyone, much like anything else that could become an idol. So yeah, like two people, one could be doing the same exact things and it in an, in an, in an obsessive way while Mm -hmm. someone else could be like, no, this is, I'm able to do this as just part of my life, but not the center of it. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's hard though. It can be hard. Yes. Yeah. So yeah to fi- figure out that balance. I feel like that has been just such a struggle of like, am I calling the doctor because I'm, you know, panicked and anxiety or is this yeah. what I'm supposed to do? And I, I often pray, Lord, if give me just a settled piece about all right. this. And if right. there is something that I'm supposed to be unsettled about or need to make a, you know, take action on, give me a stirring, you know, and, yeah. Um, we can, I think we could pray for that unsettled spirit when it, when we need to, you know, yeah. That and then peace otherwise. Yeah. Um, that's so good. You made me think of a few things. Uh, one, I, at one point during my health journey, I, I realized how much of my journal was just filled with praying for myself and my, mm-hmm. my healing. And I decided to take a break for a month of praying for myself at all. And I asked mm-hmm. five other people to pray for me mm-hmm. and um, just so that it's like the Lord is still covering it in prayer. It's still, right. important, but it's not me being kind of like w- once I realized it was an obsession kind of thing. Yeah. And interestingly enough, that month I found out that I had the mold in my system. I found out I got my HIDA scan results from my gallbladder and that were really low. And I found out about Hashimoto's and I got COVID that month. So mm. it, was, it was an interesting month to be like, uh, and I'm not supposed to be praying, but like, I feel like the Lord brought a lot of clarity, uh, you know, besides the COVID, but it was, it was all good. It was just an, a very interesting month to be like, whoa, yeah. that was crazy. But yeah. um, I remember reading about Job and how his, what, you know, he, he would go through the whole book of Job and he's talking to his friends and they're not really acting like friends. And, um, he's just in this 
he has lost everything. Mm-hmm. And um, the Lord restores, blesses him more than he had before. And it was after he had prayed for his, these basically, I, I wouldn't say enemies, but these people who had hurt him. And it yes. was it, it just interesting, the wording, it almost seemed like it was like the, the blessing was released to him once he prayed for somebody else mm-hmm. that was, that it was hard to pray for. So I guess I want to talk about this opposite idea of like, we want to pray for our health. We want to pray mm-hmm. for our healing, but what is the balance of that in a sense that I don't know. And I don't, you might not have added thoughts to that, but, um, I did just think like, there is another side of that too. Yes. That's the way that you connect all of that is so really, it's just beautiful because when you initially mentioned getting other people to pray for you, I thought, yeah, you pulled it outside of yourself. It's almost like you pulled it all out emotionally, mentally, you know, spiritually, and then kind of physically, obviously you're still yourself, right? But you're taking it outside of yourself and you are delivering it to people that you trust enough that can hold it with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's, there's part of that that's, it's potentially deeply grievous in certain situations to where it's like, I'm experiencing this. I'm at the end of myself. Mm -hmm. It feels like deep grief. Um, and I think the fact that number one, the fact that you have people that are safe enough to hold that is huge because grief and being at the end of yourself and not knowing what to do can be really wiggly for a lot of people. Um, because you know, we want things to be pretty and we want to feel like good and nice. And the reality is like we live in a fallen world and things can be messy. And so having people that are, that are in your corner that are saying, I don't, I don't know the answer, but let me hold your grief Mm -hmm. because I want to, to do that. And I want to, I want to be a part of that. And absolutely I will pray for that. And I think there's this element of pulling that out that gives you the chance to potentially hear. So the people in your life that are praying, the Lord is speaking in all kinds of ways. And so you're also giving the Lord different avenues to speak to you through other people whom you may not have been able to see or hear otherwise, like keeping it all within yourself and, you know, with that, with kind of being consumed and and all of that. And so pulling that out and, um, Speaking of the, like the idea of pulling it out, when you said that, that made so much sense to me. Cause even in the last two days, I have told at least three people, I get frustrated with this health stuff because mm. I can't get away from it. Yeah. And I feel overwhelmed with the fact that like, if my spasms are really bad at night, like I can't escape it for a little while, get rational, pray a little bit, you know, like I'm having to, to take my thoughts captive at the Mm -hmm. very same moment that I'm feeling very attacked in that way. So, so hard to be able to like, see that as like me giving it to somebody else, like releasing Mm -hmm. that to somebody else is very like, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to do this again, this, this whole month challenge of like, because I think that I, I need that right now. Personally, I'm just weary of praying for it, but also to feel like I'm going to just release this burden for a little bit and know that People are still paying attention to it. God is still paying attention to it, but I, I can take a break from it. Um, okay. So how would you encourage somebody today who is feeling just worn out from praying for maybe a health issue, um, or just feeling that obsessive feeling or, or not wanting to feel upset, just like very overwhelmed with the health, uh, with their health right now, how would you, um, tell them to, to start praying for that? Right. So in the context of, I've actually worked with a few clients who, by the time they get to me, they've been to a few doctors and they are so weary. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the context of weariness for, you know, even specifically some of the people that I've worked with, one of my, one of my favorite things to remind them is you didn't do anything wrong. 
you didn't get here by doing something. God is not a God of punishment. And I fully believe there is so much hope that, I mean, I've seen it happen time and time and time again with my own clients, with the the people in my industry, their clients where hope is lost. Eyes are weary. Um, but for whatever reason, someone's staying in the fight because it matters. Um, and things turn around. And so I think on my end, I can see, I, I have hope in your body. I have hope in your body because I know and serve and love a God that created your body. And, you know, the timeline is different for everyone. The process looks different for everyone. Um, but it's so important to remember because it can be so, so tempting to believe it's my fault. Like I did something along the way that, that put me here. And so I've got to do what I can to get myself out of, out of here. And so the reality is, first of all, your body didn't get this way overnight. So speaking of the context, you know, of a weary client approaching me, your body didn't get this way overnight and therefore your body is not going to fix itself overnight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's lots of things that happened to get you that had to have happened to get you to this place. So many influencing factors, the way your grandmother ate the way you ate as a child, um, you know, where, where do you live? Where all have you lived in your life? What kind of soil is the food growing that you, you know, there's so many influential factors, right. That could be like a year's worth of leading you here. And so healing overnight is, I mean, it's not a thing. Can the Lord do that? Absolutely. We believe in a God of miracles and we believe that timing of things can, they, they are his, but I think it's important to, to remember that yes, continue to advocate for yourself. I tell everyone do, do anything like, don't be afraid to be your best advocate. Call the doctor as many times as you need call whoever. Right. Um, like going back to what you said though, asking for that peace, like let's look at motives and let's look at peace and Mm -hmm. let's ask God for that when we're making these phone calls and can keep putting one foot in front of the other, just trusting because it's, it is easy to lose sight that our bodies can work because we feel broken and it's just frustrating because, you know, you're doing all these things, but I think putting one foot in front of the other, even if it is waking up and drinking a glass of water and praying over your body and trusting, this is the next right thing for me today. Mm-hmm. You know, putting in a, you know, one foot in front of the other and trusting, okay, Lord, you're not punishing me here. Um, you're not hiding anything from me. You're not hiding knowledge and information from me. It's a journey. It's a process. It's, it's timely. And I think re reorienting our heart and mind around the goodness of God, instead of anything negative and believing not only God, did you create my body to work, but you still offer me abundant life. You're not punishing me for anything. You love me deeply. It's you know, not my fault that the path got me to where I'm at. You don't know what you don't know. Um, and continue seeking and believing in doing whatever the next day holds doing that thing. And then just dancing forward. Even if you like waltz sideways for a second, just keep going forward and, and trusting Um, something you said, you said, um, God's not hiding anything from you. And that was, has literally been a struggle in the last few days too, of just feeling Mm -hmm. like I don't understand. I have searched every Avenue. I've looked through every, you know, like research I've done so many tests and to just feel like it's, what is, why is he keep, what could be the purpose of keeping it from me? And, um, so yeah, so elaborate on that. Cause I'm sure if there's anybody else who, has felt like that or like, I know I'm not the only one. Um, but it can, it can be a very discouraging feeling of just feeling, uh, like, why can't I figure it out? If, if there's a world of information, why am I not figuring it out? And we, we know there's a purpose, but I'd love to hear your response to that. Right. I think first of all, 
uh, earlier I mentioned just our timeline versus God's timeline, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think that being willing to be open to something looking different, first of all, to, you know, I feel like I should be fixed in this way and it should be in this order versus, you know, maybe there's a different path that the Lord sees, whether it's part of your story creates a deeper love and trust in him through it, whether mm-hmm. it's, I mean, who, who, who knows, you know, at that point, but I think separating that, the timeline, but then I did want to tell you, look at all the good things that you've done for yourself. And in one month, you got clarity on your supportive digesting organs. You got clarity mm-hmm. on, you know, thyroid autoimmune. You got clarity on some other stuff. And all of these things are pieces of the puzzle that, that the Lord is revealing to you. And you're doing the work to see these things and to figure them out. And I think that when it comes to health and when it comes to lab work specifically, when you're not mm-hmm. guessing, um, you are testing, you're seeing answers, you're seeing results. It's oftentimes not singular. And I I also tell my clients when we do like a, a GI map, which looks at the microbial status of what, what what's going on um, in their gut you know, there's several markers that come back and I can't just look at one marker and say, Oh, here's what's going on. Let's address this one thing. We have to look at every, everything that comes back and we have to look at the symptoms. We have to look at environment. We have to look at health history. We have to look at family. We have to look at what are you cooking your food? Like there's so many things that we have to look at. So yes, the test is giving us results and answers, but the way that we address it is by investigating the whole piece. And so what you've done and what you're doing, it is so hard. It's exhausting. It's discouraging. And first of all, don't be afraid of that. Second of all, it may not feel like you're finding the answer or the perfect answer at this point, but you are seeing like the Lord is revealing things to you as a piece of the whole puzzle. So where it could be this GI map for one client, you know, in your situation, it, it, there's nothing wrong if there needs to be multiple tests and you take information Mm -hmm. from all of them and you see, okay, the Lord is, he designed our body from top to bottom where there's stress in the body from somewhere. There's a root cause. There's a root issue from somewhere. Let's figure out where it is for some people. It's like, okay, there it is. You know, let's see it. And then for other people, it's just a, it's, it's just a journey and there's no explanation for why that is for some people versus others, other than it's a mix, a combination of here's how the Lord created your body physically, scientifically, but then here's all these other influencing factors for what makes up you, like what makes up Valerie, what brought you to this point and how is the Lord going to continue to deliver you out of it? Because he is And it's hard because it feels like, you know, you're stuck and you want more and, and different. And I think I believe fully like keep wanting that keep wanting different because that's what's keeping you moving forward. Um, but you're, you're doing a good job, even just as a friend on the outset, you're doing a good job fighting for yourself and figuring that out because no, the Lord isn't hiding things from you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's revealing to you pieces along the way. Um, and so that's where it's like, Hey Lord, I feel like you should tell me all of it right now because that would be exciting and convenient and lovely and wonderful. However you made me to be a beautifully complex human and it might take more than one person to help me find and locate stress in the body. And that there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So, well, so, okay. So I found all that information out in January. So I have, I've, it's been, you know, a process where you're like, I have these days where it's like, I can keep going. So what would you say to somebody who's in that spot of, I'm not seeing any results. I'm not seeing any improvement. I am like, like the hope to keep going in those situations. Sure. What, like, 
a one-liner that we could remember, we could write in our journals, we could, I know that's like a big question, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, like how would you, how would you encourage somebody to keep going even when there is no evidence of what you're doing, making a difference? And it might be as simple as just knowing that you're doing good things for your body, whether you, you know, like regardless of you know, like I know eating, not eating a donut every Saturday or something is going to help me. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't know if I have a one liner. Yeah. <laughs> because that I mainly um, said that because I know we're getting close on time, but no, yeah. yeah. Give, give, yeah, me, yeah. give me what you got. <laughs> I would say, um, dial it back and, <laughs> um, like for, for real, even just emotionally, yeah. pour, pour yourself a cup of hot tea yeah, and just sit there. And honestly, it's, there's no flashy, shiny answer for, because you know what the reality is like, as someone who's gone through health stuff myself, as someone who, you know, in, in just hearing your story and then working with tons and tons of clients also, there are parts of your story, of your path that are exhausting. And yes, it's important to, you know, forward movement, do all of these things, like keep going. But then there's a time and a place to just, to just be, you know, um, pour yourself a hot coffee or a hot cup of tea or whatever feels good and turn your brain off of it, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and just, just, just be in it for a minute, you know, um, and let yourself feel how hard it is and don't be afraid to feel how hard it is and to want to claw your way to the top and just want to answer. Cause I think that accelerates this pressure within us to break free. But the reality is it doesn't have to be like that. Let's just, let's like, let's be willing to actually feel the pain of this and see how the Lord can meet us there. It's, uh, in first and second Peter where, you know, he is thrusted into the fire and he comes out gold. I'm pretty sure the fire was painful. Right. Yeah. But what the Lord did was brought so much refinement and, knowing the Lord better in our pain points, whether it's physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all of those things, which are all deeply connected. Um, just being open to pain. And, and I know that sounds very counter counterintuitive and to anything that we've probably ever heard, because we just, we want things to be pretty and shiny and beautiful and, and right and well and whole. And that's great. But the pain and the, grief and giving someone else your grief and giving someone else your pain even. Um, and just, just being willing to be like, you know what? I don't know. I don't have answers and I'm not even going to be afraid of it and just see what the Lord can do. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it reminds me of, um, what they taught you with labor, how, like, mm -hmm. if you fight it, it's harder, but like, if you let it wash over you mm -hmm. a little bit, and I mean, I, I just took a class before and then I ended up having two C-sections, so I don't really know, but I do, I do remember, and my sister has talked about that, like that idea of just like surrendering to the pain mm -hmm. for a little while and how, right you know, when you're fighting, you just use so much negative energy against right. it and then you still go through it. So it's like, just, yeah. And funny enough, the interview I did earlier, um, was she had hit on the idea of being still and receiving from the Lord, like just mm. praying without words. And so this is all just, um, you guys are all just preaching to me today. So <laughs> that's definitely honestly what I need to hear. I hope somebody else, um, who's out there and feels very weary from, from just trying to figure things out and healing and tired of feeling pain every day. I pray you are encouraged. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I'm going to close this in prayer, but Meredith, will you tell everybody where to find out more about you and, um, working with you and everything? Sure. Yes. My name is, is where you can find me everywhere. So Meredith Fletcher on Instagram, MeredithFletcher.com. Meredith with a Y. Meredith with a Y. <laughs> um, 
yeah, that's, that's where you can find me right now. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You, as our audience who maybe listens every week can tell, we did not get to any of the other questions because we just had so much to say on this topic. And I hope, yeah, I hope it was encouraging. I know I like, again, I feel like I've been in a therapy session and I feel very, um, encouraged right now. And honestly, a little more, like I have a little bit more fight in me for this, for this, Mm -hmm. uh, health journey. So I'm going to pray for us and, um, yeah. Lord God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this time, Father. And I just pray right now that um, you would be speaking to hearts who just need your encouragement in this, Lord. We know praying for healing is so messy and so hard. We we want to be expectant and positive mm-hmm. and just open to receive the blessings of healing mm-hmm. that you have. But we also want to be prepared if it's not going to happen, Lord. And those are mm-hmm. two hard things to feel at the same time. So I mm-hmm. pray, Father, you'd give us an understanding of that. You'd help us to know um, just what that looks like in our life, God. I pray that you would um, remove the questions that we have that that we need clarity on, Father. But I, I pray also that you'd help us to feel really comfortable with the things that we are not going to know right now, Lord. I pray that you would give us eyes to see eternity, eyes to see um, your timing of things and give us, um, Lord, just, just help us to stop with our own timetables because Mm -hmm. that is so hard. It is so hard in reality, father, but we know that you are a God who can do all things. And we pray that right now, um, Lord, that we would be amazed at the transformation that we see in our own lives soon. Maybe not from the healing, maybe healing, but maybe just from how we approach it. God, we just pray that you would do a work in our hearts, Mm -hmm. that you would use whatever is burdening our lives, um, and our health right now, God, that you would use it. Mm-hmm. and that you would redeem it, Father, and that it would be a part of our story that glorifies you. We love you and we praise you. And I thank you so much for Meredith, Lord. And I just pray that you would bless the work that she does. And I thank you for just how she is pushing people towards um, health in in such a whole way, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much again, Meredith. I'm so glad oh you were gosh. here. And yeah. yeah. Appreciate you. So welcome. So glad to be here. Thank you so much. Of course.